Today on Calm Talks, Les and I are talking about a few of our favorite things. Because they're all stars. Get your game on. Go play. Glicks, what is going on? We are receiving a signal from a new area on the planet Geekery. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one. Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the show from Devoted Geeks are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm Dallas. I'm so glad you could join us. Well, you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you have found our podcast. Hey, thanks for being part of our community. This is episode 139, and joining me today is my beautiful, wonderful bride, Celeste. <laughs> I've missed that. I've missed having that interaction. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. We have been everywhere in the podcast world as of late uh, to the point that, and we have so much content coming from our team. We haven't done a lot of these. Yeah. And, uh, but we're kicking off uh, All Star Month because yeah. what happened Friday, Celeste? Season seven started. What? Seven. Six full years of geek devotions. Now that is not the Com Talk anniversary, <laughs> which I think is sometime was sometime in May. Yeah, something like that. Two thousand seventeen, something. Yeah, I have I have it in my calendar now. I figured it out the other day because I was like, <laughs> I don't know when Com Talk started. Right. But um, ooh, the early episodes were sounded so rough. Oh, they were so bad. <laughs> but we said that about about uh, the devotions too. Oh, it's but, true. Yeah. Seven years of being in this space, creating content consistently, mm-hmm. even if the podcast wasn't as consistent, <laughs> content has been consistent. Yes. The devotions have always been consistent. Yes. The devotions have always been consistent. I think that the first time, no, because we didn't even miss it then. We just backed it up. I was about to say the first time we've missed a devotion was this year, but mm-hmm. we didn't miss. I just live streamed it mm-hmm. and then we did another a proper one later yeah, yeah, yeah uploaded a proper one so but hey um we we are kicking off this year uh we're doing what we'll call all-star month where we're talking about our favorite things these are like the all-star geekdoms the things that we love the most mm-hmm. and friday's episode was talking about community because that is our favorite thing yes is community the community with geeks and other people and, and what that looks like and so we encourage you guys to go check that out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Check out the devotion, talking about the importance of community and the benefits of community. A little bit of the discussion on the the awkward dichotomy of community that you can't have true fellowship without confession, but you can't have confession without good community. So check that out. But today, what are we doing? Today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite communities. Okay. What does that mean? So it can be a, I like this thing. And I like the community that's around it. It could be a, I like a particular stream mm-hmm. and the community that is there. I know that Dallas and I have the same one for, <laughs> for some, for that particular instance. Absolutely. But, uh, just a, a fandom you have that you love the community. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool beans. So we're going to get into this. We're going to give, uh, I'm thinking our first, uh, two. Okay. And then we'll take a commercial break uh, and talk about another portion of our favorite communities. <laughs> and then we'll jump back in for our last bit. And uh, so um, let's let's jump into this. Let's talk about our favorite communities, places that we love to commute with, the favorite grouping. Celeste, you kick us off. What's your number one favorite? My, um, take this back. These aren't being ranked as in no. 
These are just coming off the bat. <laughs> yeah, because like I have a few in my head, but some of these are probably going to be on the fly. Right. Um, one of my favorite communities and the one I've been involved in a lot recently is cosplay. Yeah. The cosplay community as a whole is very accepting, very kind, mm-hmm. very helpful. Um, I got a chance to do a workshop for five weeks mm-hmm. with some local cosplay people and they were super helpful. Yeah. Um, I've been looking into getting into doing some stuff with EBA foam, but it made me nervous because you have to cut right. the foam. Anything that's like very final, like cutting mm-hmm. makes me nervous I get that. because then you like, if I mess it up, I have to go get more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's no fixing this. <laughs> um, but they gave me the, the opportunity to like, they were like, here's some EVA foam. We're going to make a bracer. This is how you make a bracer. This is how you do it. Oh, look, we cut a little too small. We can fix that. Here's how you fix that. Like, it just was very good to the point of where I'm I'm currently working on my own cosplay where I'm making a big helmet mask. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. I'm not sure either. Headpiece. It's green. <laughs> Headpiece. That is a part of my cosplay. Right. Um, that is probably the biggest part of the cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I would not have had the confidence to do that. And I know that if I run into an issue, I can be like, hey, I need help. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody like we legitimately traded emails so that if somebody needs help that we can get in contact with each other. That's so awesome. I I had the opportunity to come up for the last day. Yeah. And uh, we actually got to interview one of the guys, Michael, uh, who I call Mikhail because he's cosplays Superman. So he it's a joke, Michael. But uh (laughs) Um, everyone was just so kind and seeing people light up and talk about their costumes and stuff. Like it was just so enjoyable to see the, like that's been our our thing for geek con and other cons is we love talking to cosplayers. Yeah. Well, because it, I am socially awkward. So (laughs) I enjoy when I have a topic to go off of, because I like talking to people. Mm hmm. I just prefer to have common ground. Yeah. And so cosplay offers that common ground. Mm-hmm. It, You can go, oh, that's so awesome. I had a conversation with someone at our booth last year talking about how he built his armor. Yeah. He was from a franchise I am not necessarily a fan <laughs> of, but it was... He, he made it himself, right. so I was asking him how he made it. So it's a... It's it's a great community as a whole. There's not a ton of toxicity that I've seen, mm. um, which can be a thing in some fandoms. Mm-hmm. You, know, you always have the people who try to gatekeep, but yeah. with cosplay, because everybody's trying to do everything, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what fandom you're cosplaying. Right. If you're cosplaying, then you're part of the club. <laughs> and there's been a big push in recent years of developing a healthy relationship within the cosplay community. Yeah. There's first off the, uh, the protection of other cosplayers, the uh, cosplay is not consent yeah. uh, mindset. That's really protecting people from stupid people. <laughs> yeah. But also like the, cause you have this whole like, Oh, you didn't make that. And like, it's like, no, no, let's get away from that. Yeah. And that, that's one of the things I love about what I've seen in the cosplay community is there is just like, let's not be dumb. Like, 
Let's help people. We we interviewed Paris uh, yeah. a couple of weeks, a couple months ago, actually. Now, yeah, a couple months. Uh, ago. Paris, who does uh, cosplay, she's part of the Beneath the Tongue Tangles group. Fantastic website. One encourage you guys to check out. Link in the description down below for that too. But she was talking about how uh, you would ask her about some cosplay stuff. She's like, just start basic. Like, yeah. just look what look what's in your closet and use it. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be a big ordeal. So great example of that is I was, it came from a meme, but there were four kids and the picture said their school told them they couldn't dress up for Halloween. They will never know. And they were dressed as the kids from like, if they were little kids from Scooby-Doo, like normal clothes, <laughs> right? completely normal. But if you know, you know, exactly. We have, we have a couple kids in our church. It's a brother and sister, and there was a spirit day at their school where we dressed like, um, I forgot what the, the specific parameters was, but they went as SpongeBob and um, Patrick, and it was super basic. <laughs> like, like he wore basically a pink shirt and whatever it was, and and she wore just really basic shorts and, t- and a shirt also, and so they were SpongeBob and Patrick, but it was super low key, yeah. and that was that was cool. In fact, uh, a lot of people who go to Disney World, yeah, uh, adults who go to Disney World, they do that because you're not allowed to dress up yeah. at Disney World. You are not allowed to cosplay it, but you can do these little key ones, and that's really pretty cool. I love those little nods to things. Yeah. Well, cool beans. Well, um, so for me. One of my first uh, things I want to say that I, the communities I enjoy talking with, people I love to uh, do life with, is um, anime geeks. Yeah. The weebs. <laughs> that is one of mine as well. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just, you know, for me, anime has been something I've been into since I was a, a small child, uh, even before I understood what anime was. Mm-hmm. But um, really, I got deep into it in high school yeah um moved here to louisiana and uh, made friends with some interesting individuals who were all into anime themselves and i got into anime Mm -hmm. i i had already enjoyed it um i was watching uh dragon ball z back in missouri uh on a (laughs) it was bad it came on this one channel Mm -hmm. i think it was like upn or something like that but probably it barely came in so, UPN was notoriously hard to get in. Well, I mean, it's from Chicago. So so I had to like maneuver the bunny ears on my TV so I can get um, I can get Dragon Ball Z. And also this other one, I was like Guardians or something. I can't remember what it is. But basically it was a, it was a Power Ranger-esque type mm-hmm. of thing where or more of a Voltron type thing where the entire force was like they were bird people basically interesting um gosh i wish i could remember what it was called i haven't seen it in years um but like it was kind of fuzzy and so like it was all black and white which was great for if you read manga because you're just used to it <laughs> yeah um but i came here and i had friends who had a t1 internet access and other um interesting websites they had were able to access hmm. and uh they were able to pass me anime uh, and i had friends who um they had the means of ordering anime from out of, out of the country. Cause back then, like yeah. it wasn't as readily available. Yeah. Like the, the fact that anime is so readily available now that we can go to target. Yeah. And get it is crazy. Absolutely. And so, um, but just the community of there's, there is a community 
within the anime um, geekdom, the yeah. weebs. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure how to describe it. It's like there's something about these stories that come from Japan mm-hmm. that even though we're not Japanese, it resonates with us. Yeah. And it hits a special place in our hearts where we're like, man, I can relate to these characters. I can relate to these these situations, even though they're absolutely fantastical and ridiculous. Yeah. There's just something about them that excites us. And we find... I don't know, like a center. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. I think it speaks to the culture in Japan mm-hmm. because manga and anime is not like here. It is not common. I say it's not common in our circles. It's common, but in there is a pre- prevalent thought process that cartoons are for kids. Mm. That's not as big of a thing over in Japan. No, And I think because of that, even the the shows geared towards younger audiences have a not a well a, a different style of story mm-hmm. like there is a definite style to anime stories that you don't necessarily find in other things or if you do they're so weird that you're mm-hmm. like I don't know if I want to do this yeah like the one I'm thinking of specifically is how to care for a mummy. <laughs> that one is so adorable. Right. But you could do that live action. I don't know if you could and it'd be nice. <laughs> it wouldn't be nice. Like I don't, it just wouldn't work. Mm-mm. So it's a there, but the overall like erased. Yeah. That is a fantastic story mm-hmm. told with animation. Yeah. Um, that I think that if some of our people that we know who dislike animation could get past it, they would love it. Oh, yeah, totally. It's such a, it, that story just draws you in. Um, and it's so intense at times. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so for me, anime, that's uh, that's one of my communities I love to, to, to commune with people with <laughs> and yeah. talk about. How about you? What's your second thing? Uh, my second one is going to be reading. So I have a lot of, I have friends that like to read. Um, I think that out of all of my friends, like that I talk to on a regular basis, I am the biggest reader uh, just because I go through, I read really fast. You read very quickly. I I read quickly, Um, which makes it difficult when like John and I are trying to listen to an audio book at the same time. (laughs) He's like, how are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. I just hit play. And then I do things while I'm listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there is a, I'm a part of a couple of Facebook groups, but there is a community to people who enjoy reading. Yeah. They're especially on like TikTok. Mm -hmm. TikTok's book talk is a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, They've had some things happen here recently that have been a little bit more toxic. I haven't come across it. I've just heard people talking about Mm. it and I'm like, eh, I'm going to stay away from that. But like the fact that like I can now listen to authors talk about their books. Yeah. I can listen to other reviewers talk about books. I can listen to a normal person who is similar to me and just reading to, entertain themselves talk about books yeah and then in a couple of facebook groups i'm in it's you know somebody will go hey i have a kid who 
wants to get into this type of books. Anybody got any suggestions? It's Mm -hmm. just super like you bring your experiences. You, Hey, I've read this one. I've read this one. And then in the comments you have people going, Oh, if you liked this, you'll like this. Yeah. I have started so many book series this year (laughs) just from recommendations of others. Right. Very cool. So, I got. I don't have much to add to that conversation because I'm not a book person. But you like comics and comics <laughs> are books. Which, uh, yes, but that it's kind of different. Which kind of leads me to my second uh, community is I like talking to people about comic books, um, the superhero genre, and uh, just comics in general. To me, mm-hmm. it's such a unique light, uh, art style and storytelling technique, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of bleeds over with the manga stuff too. Um, and it's just the um, for me, comic books were how I learned to read. Yeah. Let's start with that conversation. I was, I am to, to, the, to this day, a very slow and poor reader. So comic books, my mom, she was just trying to get me to read just yeah. something. <laughs> so, um, um, she found, she just realized I like comic books. And so I got, I was thrown into comic books. Um, I wasn't thrown in, but I was interested in some mom took advantage of, which parents, yeah. that's a tip. Find out what your kids are interested in and use it to your advantage. And uh, <laughs> so that's what happened. And um, I remember for my, I want to say it was my 13th birthday, mm-hmm. uh, my mom took me to a comic book shop to buy comics. And it was the very first time I ever did that. It was in Springfield, Missouri. And I got a couple things. I got, um, it was a box set uh, the first issues of when they did the Scarlet Spider run mm. went right after Peter first realized he wasn't really Peter yeah. and he ran off and Ben, who was Peter, took over uh, being the protector of the city, basically. Yeah. And so they changed all the books to The Amazing Scarlet Spider, Web of the Scarlet Spider, Spectacular Scarlet Spider, and I think just Scarlet Spider was the fourth one. Mm-hmm. So I got that box of a couple of things, but my mom... Uh, she got me books on how to take care of comic books mm-hmm. and we got some bags, we got some boards and I mean, that's when it really got deep for me. And then outside of that, uh, again, a lot of things happened for me when I came to Shreveport, yeah. but, um, I found people who were in comic books and we were able to talk about these stories. I, I got a group of friends that, uh, were on a, on the same Marco Polo and we talk about, we just had a great conversation this past week about, comic book stuff and talking about comic book heroes and specifically what's happening with Marvel with a uh, Batman and everything. Yeah. And these are stories that have, I'm not gonna say they had defined us, but they were there for us at certain time frames. Mm-hmm. And again, the storytelling, I mean, you can to see an artist sit back and go, let me tell a story with no words. Mm. That's amazing to me. Yeah. To this day, my favorite issue um, of a comic book came from the Batman and Robin storyline um, during the the new 52 days mm. where Robin had died mm-hmm. and Batman is off um, and he's fighting crime and it's like he is like just terrorizing the city. Gordon's rooftop is overran with criminals and then there's Batman and he gets back to the cave at the very end of the book and he hits a locker and the Robin suit falls out and there's a letter and this letter are the only words in the entire comic book and it's Robin, it's a simple one, like two, one paragraph letter to Batman, basically apologizing for being a jerk and wanting to be the son, wanting to be a better son for him. Mm. And then it ends with Bruce. 
I'm calling him Bruce, not Batman. His mask is off, but he's in the bat suit, just embracing the Robin suit in tears. Messed me up. Mm-hmm. Messed me up forever. <laughs> but storytelling with just images, no words, it's just amazing. And having other, talking to other people who are in the space of comic books and who have these stories and are able to tell interesting stories in this format, it's awesome to me. And so that's that's my number two. So, um, you got anything to add to that conversation? <laughs> I I love comics too. I love I love art, and I love stories. So when you can merge the two, mm-hmm. I really love it. Like there are some Wonder Woman comics that I the art is stunning. Yeah, um, George Perez, the way he drew her hair, yeah, was fantastic <laughs> because you don't see people who have the wild glorious curls very often and especially in current comics because that's not what's in style right um but the way he he did it it made her hair kind of look like mine <laughs> like when it's long right and which it's not been long for a very long time but <laughs> that's because i've gotten to the point where i can't stand my hair to touch my neck but anyway um <laughs> so it's it is a i am a lover of stories mm-hmm. and so any way i can digest stories i'm game yeah whether it's movies whether it's books whether it's comics whether it's audiobooks if you can tell a compelling story. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So good. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap up our list with our final three on both for both of us. And uh, we encourage you guys to stick around. Make sure, though, uh, pay attention to this commercial and check these people out. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. All right, so what we like to do here on the Retro Rewind Podcast is at the end of our like section, we do our classic makers, the things that we loved most about the movies we cover. I'll start us off, then we'll go to Paul. The thing I loved most about The Princess Bride was probably the the dueling sword scene between Inigo and uh, and, and uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, Wesley. That's just such a great sword fight scene. I love that they use the actual fencing like terminology and techniques. And yeah. the the only little quibble I have is when Wesley oh, does his perfect. spinning. His, the best sword fight scene ever. Yes, but when Wesley does his gymnastics high bar routine and land, you can see the 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 pillow bag or the the mat puff up with the dust. You see the outline of it. So it's not perfect. But that is that is my favorite part about Princess Bride. How about you, Paul? I my favorite thing about the Princess Bride is the movie The Princess Bride. I just love that it exists. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the cast. I I love the interaction. It's it's just a great. It's one of my top favorite films of all time. So I like the whole movie. Paul, how can that be your top movie? When as good as that sword fight is between Wesley and uh, and Inigo, I feel like the one between Inigo and the Six Finger Man should be even more epic, and it's sort of like isn't no, isn't no. as good. He's not better. 
No, that it, it will be less because Wesley's better, so therefore that fight would be better. All right, fine. You know what? All right, well, I guess, but now we do have to talk about... Oh, darn it, I always do this. How come I cannot remember one more thing I liked? Calm Talk by Geek Devotions. You're listening to it right now. Well, we we love those peoples over there at the Retro Rewind podcast. And as of the recording of this, right? They the captain is about to to bring on a new uh, crewmate into his life <laughs> permanently. <laughs> permanently, that's right. The captain is getting married, and uh, in fact, by the time he hears this episode, he should have already been married. I do not be listening to this on your honeymoon, Captain. That'd be inappropriate. Oh, Lord, <laughs> maybe while you're getting ready for the wedding, right? To right. like help calm you down. Yeah, like, exactly. Straighten the bow tie. He's like, oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no, he's probably not going to hear this for a while. <laughs> probably not. So, but this brings us to my number three, which I'm going to claim is my number three as well. Okay, then we'll, we'll, this it's is our number three. Our number three. One of our favorite communities is um, it's it's found um, via Twitch, really, in Discord. But the Retro Rewind podcast community. We're getting very yeah. specific with this one, yeah. and um, and it's it's really interesting. Um, we call him Ca- the Captain because that's the story of the show. But Francisco is create a really great community um, of individuals that are there um, in his Twitch streams, mm-hmm. in the Discord, their Facebook group. And um, I, I was joking uh, a couple weeks ago, we woke up and Francisco wasn't streaming. I yeah. was like, I'm missing my Saturday Saturday Adventure stream. Like, yeah. like there's something about being in there talking with uh, Hafner um, talking with uh, Drew from the Cellcast, yeah. uh, APK who was no longer APK, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just the other individuals, Nico and um, I feel bad because I've started naming people, but I'm going to forget to name people, so I'm going to feel bad. So I'm going to stop. But so many other individuals in the chat, yeah. and um, really, Francisco's created a great environment that Dale has really. Uh, our friend Dale White, who does listen to the podcast, hi Dale. Hi Dale. Um, he describes it as like not just Francisco's, but even our streams. It's like we're all on the couch together mm-hmm. collectively, and we're all playing the video game together, or we're watching somebody play the video game. We're just kind of yeah. we're, we're we're laughing, we're having fun, you know. Maybe I thought you could play this game, man. You know, teasing each other and but doing life. Yeah. And it's it, he's created an environment. That is so healthy, in my opinion. And it's a matter of uh, Francisco is explicitly Christian. Yeah. But his podcast isn't necessarily explicitly Christian. Yeah. But within his streams, he's like, he prays for people. Mm-hmm. People know that they can present their issues. Yeah. And go, I'm dealing with this. And he'll stop and talk with them a little bit about it. I mean, he just, he's created such a wonderful space. Yeah. And I look forward to hanging out with him when he streams and hanging out with the people, not just him. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the thing. A lot of communities are built around a figurehead. This is not, I mean, yes, it's there, it's him, but it's the community of individuals. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the people, it's um, dropping, you know, pauljpowers.com into, <laughs> into the chat, cajuncurl.com into the chat. It's yeah, yeah. the, and the laughing, the joking. It's the fact that there's inside jokes, even for when they record their podcast on stream. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we will automatically start an Edna mode count. 
Yeah. <laughs> to see how many times they're going to have to to hit Edna Mote. Yeah. Like it's a the the fact that Paul thinks things are slow and boring or hates <laughs> white text on black background. Like there's there's aspects that it's an inside joke which truly makes it part of the community. Mhm. Absolutely. Uh, the fact that Francisco is in fact a pro skater. He is. He's a pro skater. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for him to listen to this co- this podcast and be like, "What?" Yep, he was in Blades of Glory. He oh was God. the uh, one of the main people in that movie. He trained Tony Hawk. He trained Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening, this is a joke. Um, I'm not sure that Francisco has ever skateboarded. He has not. He says, "Yeah," but he, but. We, we 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 have we have picture proof that he is an ice skater. <laughs> uh, no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen the picture as well. It looks it looks fake. I must say Surely it not. Surely not. <laughs> so, all right. So, our number three is is the community that Francisco has built, and um, number four for you, Celeste. I don't I don't know. Let me let me think about it. Do you have one? This was your idea to have five. I you know, don't have five? I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, wait, I have one. Okay. The the craft community. Oh yeah. Like crocheters and knitters and yarn people. Yarn people. Yarn people. Yarn. No. Yarn. <laughs> yarn. No, no. Why do you sound like a pirate? Yarn. <laughs> That's what you sound like when you're saying that. But like people who take yarn and thread and they go, I'm going to create something Mm -hmm. like there's a, a level of connection because that's not exactly the most popular thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like I've been called a grandma (laughs) by so many people, including you. One of the girls at work called me Mamie. Wow. Because she's like, you're just in here knitting away. I'm crocheting, but anyway. <laughs> and you're and you're so good to talk to. You're just like a grandma. And I'm wow. Like, mm, thank you, dear. I'm like <laughs> ten years older than you. <laughs> That's so funny. So, but yeah, she'd be like, "How you doing, Mamie?" I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna throw this crochet hook at you." <laughs> but she was sweet, so I didn't. Love you, Willie. Um, <laughs> You should you should invite her to listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> Don't even know if she knows what a podcast is. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Maybe. Um but like it's just a a there is a level of community and I'm in a couple different communities. Mm-hmm. Um some of them I'm in for a while and then I leave. <laughs> There's one called Not Your Grandma's Crochet. Yeah, that one was awkward. Had to leave that one. Yep. Um, but there, there's a level of, we all do the same thing. We all enjoy the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Very cool. So my number four, um, kind of going back to a specific thing is, uh, the devoted geek community. Yes. Um, which has a lot of bleed over with retro rewind. I'm gonna make that my number five. It's going to be your number five. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's my number four right now. It's supposed to devote geek community. Um, we've made some great friendships. We have. And we have met some amazing people. Uh, some of them have gone on to be part of our kind of the volunteer team for geek devotions mm-hmm. um, to help create content um, for the purpose of encouraging people, inspiring people. And, but it's not just the people who create, help us with that stuff, but they're just part of the community. Yeah. They're the people who jump into the stream and hang out um, when we're live streaming on Twitch. They're the people who um, regularly check out the, the, our, our videos and leave comments and talk to us, which we love, by the way, we love when you guys comment back to us on our stuff. Um, it's the people in the devoted geek life, mm-hmm. uh, in the discord, um, just talking, sharing memes, sharing life experiences and stuff like that. I love that. Um, yeah. it's something that you and I have really wanted to see develop and grow. Yeah. And because again, geek devotions doesn't happen without people. True. We, we're not just throwing stuff out into the ether, hoping it does something. We do this because we want to inspire people. Mm-hmm. We want to give hope to people. And honestly, the more we do that, and, and this is where we have to like balance, like we're trying not to develop, we need to not develop the, the superhero complex. Yeah. But it, there is a sense of fulfillment and knowing you're fulfilling the purpose, what you feel like you've been called to. There is a sense of joy that comes. And so seeing the community, seeing our friends grow and take their next steps with God, seeing people have healing take place in their lives, mm-hmm. seeing people come to grips with certain things and, and move forward. Yeah. It gives me joy because yeah. we're accomplishing the, the, the mission of Geek Devotions, which is we're devoted to letting people know that they're loved. And I feel like that's happening. And we see that taking place in the devoted geek community. Yeah, we do. There was a, our, our church has been doing a um, series on the gifts uh, mm-hmm. the, or the functions, the gifts of the, how do you call it? The gifts of the church? Yeah. The gifts to the church from God. <laughs> the pastor, teacher, prophet, apostle, all that. Right. And when they were going through, when we were going through the, the description of pastor, it really struck home with me that a lot of what we do with Geek Devotions fills that role. And it's not the we it's not the preaching. That is something separate. Right. It but it's the we sit and listen to people. It's the when they need somebody to talk, we're there. It's the we've just had a conversation with them about their dating relationship or the fact that they've had a baby or the fact that they've had to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and they need someone to pray with them. Yeah. It's the, we are there for people. Exactly. And we, I love the relationships that we've gotten from geek devotions mm-hmm. because I find them beneficial to me, mm-hmm. but also because I just like being there for people. Mm-hmm. Like I like being there to help people. And you do have to be careful with that, that you don't get the, I'm here to save the day. Yeah. Because complex. that's so that that's dangerous. It is. That's toxic. Uh, we've known people who have the, I'm going to save the day complex Yeah, and it has hurt them and others more than helped people at times. Yeah. So it's, it's a, but if you're aware of that and mm-hmm. you go, look, God's just using me right now. And it's, it's fun to watch what God will do with you. Yeah. When you put yourself in those situations. Totally. Totally. Cool beans. All right. So what's your number five? 
the devoted geek community. Devoted geek community. <laughs> we we just talked about this because <laughs> well, legitimately, as soon as you said it, like I was struggling to think of a fifth one, and I was like, oh no, I can't believe I didn't even <laughs> think about our own community because. Like, it's something we've created, so I didn't think about it as an option, I guess. Yeah. Like, because of, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we've helped foster this. We didn't make it. We helped foster the, the space. Well, because it's surrounding the the stuff that we put out. Right. It, we, we did make it. Yeah. We, we don't, are not the only ones who make it. We have some <laughs> awesome people that help with the community in there. Totally. But, yeah. But, yeah. Get it. Um. I'm gonna. Leave, I'm not gonna give a fifth one because I, I feel like this is a good stopping place for us is the devoted geek community. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening to this, maybe you've stumbled upon this podcast because you're looking for new communities to be part of, or you're just bored and somebody hit play on a podcast and uh, you just haven't turned it off. <laughs> hey, uh, we want you to know we love you and we care about you. We invite you to be part of the devoted geek community. Uh, check out devoted geek life on Facebook. We have a Discord. We'll have a link in the description for you guys to hit that up. But um, come do life with us. And um, in fact, specifically, uh, you guys can do life with us in the, in as Francisco puts it, the meat space in here in a couple of weeks. I don't like that phrase. <laughs> I don't like that phrase. It makes me, do you remember that game, Super Meat Boy? Yeah. Where it's like no skin, just squishing meat. You're right. That's what that phrase makes me think of. <laughs> well, in the real life spaces, uh, Celeste and I are going to be at GeekCon uh, here in Shreveport. Um, and we're super excited about because we're going to have a booth yeah. again. Um, and we have several of our team who's going to be here uh, with us um, to help out and to do life with folks. And on top of that, what are we doing? On Sunday, we have a panel. Let's go. So I will be a, a tiny bit late to the panel, to my own panel. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm entering the cosplay competition because it's the first year I've actually like, because part of the cosplay competition is you have to make part of the cosplay. Right. Or adjust it. And this is the first year I've done that. Right. So I'm entering. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, but I have to go and be like, hey, you say it's Celeste Mora. Right. I enter there. I exit there. Okay. I'll be back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so... But we want to encourage you guys to come hang out with us. Uh, we are looking to have a devoted geek together. Yeah. Um, sometime that we can. We're still trying to figure it out. We got to work out the details of where and when. Um, but we're super excited about this um, because it's an opportunity to do life with people. Um, and it's an opportunity to, like last year at GeekCon, we were able to talk to so many people who didn't know us, but they came to know us and do some life together with them. And uh, we want to do life with you guys. So come be part of what's happening. So, anything else you want to add to the conversation, Celeste? Um, no, not necessarily. I think we've I think we've said everything that needs to be said today. Yep. So, um, well, that's the case. Uh, we do have a couple things we want to announce. Uh, besides that, you guys need to check out the uh, new podcast that we had come out called the Gundam watch. Mm -hmm. This is the podcast for those of you who are Gundam fans or those who are interested in Gundam. And, and, uh, it's, uh, where Branson and I were on, on Shiro base and, uh, orbiting the planet geekery. We're outside the, the space station that the, the bottom shelf and I meet on, on a regular basis. 
and uh, we're reviewing and we're watching reviewing the Mobile Suit Gundam series, the franchise. And um, we have a preliminary episode where we ask, we're answering the question, what is Gundam? And kind of give the layout of the show. But episode one comes out this Wednesday, August 10th. I am super excited about it. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> it's my birthday episode. And uh, so make sure you guys uh, check that out. Just look for the Gundam watch on any podcast catcher. And we'll have a link in the description down below for you guys to check yeah. it out. So, and you have a new episode of We Read Allegedly coming out soon? Coming out soon. Um, we've had some editing issues that have happened and called life. Uh, <laughs> so, the, it will be out as quickly as we can get it out. Awesome. Sounds good. So, again, We re- Read we read Allegedly. Check that out on all your favorite social media platforms. Or, not social media platforms. Podcast. Podcast. Platforms. Well, Celeste, do you want to land the plane? Sure. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love.